The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Provide yourselves with purses that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let your loins be girded and your lamps burning, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the marriage feast, so that they may open to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will gird himself and have them sit at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds them so, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the householder had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have been awake and would have not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, Are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise steward, whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find doing so. Truly, I tell you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the men-servants and the maid-servants and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect, when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will punish him and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will but did not make ready or act according to his will shall receive a severe beating. But he who did not know and did what deserved a beating shall receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much is given, of him will much be required. And of him to whom men commit much, they will demand more. The Gospel of the Lord. So as we continue on in the Gospel of Luke, we can see what the Lord has done as he has spoken to his disciples about detachment from earthly things and from earthly treasures. But what he speaks about in today's Gospel is that it's not sufficient for us simply not to do evil things. We are also called to do good things. It's not enough for us to enter heaven that we simply do not steal. We must also give alms. And so the giving of alms, without which St. John Chrysostom says, 
Without the giving of alms, the kingdom of heaven will never be seen. Right? So the giving of alms is a beautiful and powerful way in which we are conformed to the image of God himself. To give alms is to give of our excess to those who are in need. And as St. John Chrysostom says, this doesn't just apply to money. It applies to all the ways in which we might serve needs in others. It can even come down to our work and our occupation. The doctor or the physician who heals people gives alms in terms of the fact that he heals those who are in need. Those who teach or instruct, they, in a certain sense, give alms in the fact that they give information, knowledge, and that they communicate that to those who are in need. It's when we do these things for the sake of God, all of these acts of mercy, all of these ways in which we serve the needs in others, this is what it is to give alms. And this is what conforms us so beautifully to God and who he is. We could never return to God anything that is comparable to what he gives us. He gives us existence. He sustains us in that existence. His providence cares for us. His love has sent his son to deliver us from sin. In the gift of his son, he exhausts himself in giving, giving both the gift and the giver. We could never return to him what he has given to us. And so he gives us each other in the ways and in through that we might, at least in serving the needs of the other, become like God in the way that he serves and that he ministers and that he gives so generously to us. And he is generous in giving and he loves to give. As the beginning of the gospel says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom give you the kingdom. Everything that he has, everything that he is, he desires to give to us. It is his good pleasure to do so. He delights in giving. And in our conformity to God, we also need to increase in our likeness to him and be like him in that we desire and we delight in giving. We delight in meeting the needs of others. We delight in caring for the needs of others. These first lines are so deep and beautiful. Fear not. We know that it is only love that casts out fear. And it is love himself who is speaking these words. Christ, God himself, God who is love, is there with his disciples and speaking to them. And the first things that he says to them is fear not. Love himself is casting out fear from their hearts. And so also when we listen to the words of Christ and listen to the scriptures, it is love himself who speaks to us. When there is excessive fear in the heart, it can affect every decision that we make in our life. We should never make a decision, especially important decisions in our life, based on fear. It will always be the wrong decision if it is based on fear. Even if it is the good thing to do, the fact that we did it because of fear means it loses all of its merit, all of the beauty of that decision. All of our decisions must be made with love. Love as the principal guiding factor of our life because that is how God is guided in his actions. God is love. Every act, everything that he does for us has as its fundamental motivation, love. And he is calling us also to that conformity to himself, that all of our acts, Everything we do, every decision that we make in our life takes as its fundamental principle, love. Fear not, 
Then he calls them little flock, little flock. In the same way he calls them little children at other times. St. Cyril says that the church of God is little in terms of its nature, in terms of its number, and in terms of its renown. So what he means by that is, in terms of nature, we are called to be little in our nature, in who we are. As becoming children of the Heavenly Father, in our nature we become little, meaning we become humble, we become innocent, we become little. We are also little in terms of number, in terms of all the souls who follow or who live and have existence. It is very few who follow Christ faithfully and wholeheartedly. That flock is always little, but it is, it is an example to the world. It is an example to the culture. The fact that this flock is little is not a cause for despair. It means it is an instruction for us then to become ever more Christ-like that the world might know him ever more deeply through us, that we might manifest Christ to the world. To be little in number does not mean to be ineffectual. The Lord took 12 apostles and transformed the world. The Lord looks for quality and not so much quantity. He wants quality first. It is quality that is effective in converting other souls, not quantity. It is also little in renown, meaning that in this world it is looked down upon, the flock of Christ. It is mocked. It receives all of the same uh, disdain that he received when he walked upon the face of the earth. But all of these things simply show our conformity to Christ. Our littleness is what shows that we will be effectual in whatever the Lord wants to do in and through us. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This Father who delights in giving, this Father who delights in pouring upon us his grace, his love, this Father who calls us to himself as this little flock that is called to follow the shepherd home, and we do this in faith. Just to finish up, it says, let your loins be girded and your lamps burning. This is how we walk towards the Father, with our loins girded as those on pilgrimage, not as those who are set in, fixed in this world, but as those who long for the next, those who walk by faith, with the lamp burning, the lamp, namely Christ himself, the light of the world, the one whom we hold before our eyes, the one whom we look upon, the one who guides our steps, the one who assists us in this walk in faith, which is a walk in darkness. It requires a light. It requires a lamp, and the lamp is Christ. Amen.